It is a uh, Monday edition of the Jack Michaels Show here at uh, 1020 South 25th Street in Fargo. Our fan studios here on the Jack Michaels. That lad cut I had to include because when something doesn't happen very uh, or often, uh, sometimes you got to throw that audio in there. We finally caught a ball in the net. I, I, a gentleman had tweeted out on Saturday night that uh, they must have took a video of that, and I just responded with, like, if only Maury were here to see that, uh, he would have been so proud. After all the attempts of trying, we bring that net to the park. After all the attempts, we finally got a foul ball in the net. So that uh, that was it. Uh, the series what didn't go the Red Hawks way, not like the Twins, where they went to Oakland and kind of did what you should probably do to Oakland, and that's uh, not only win the series, but they did one better so now you can move on to uh, to Seattle tonight to get uh, involved in that one. Monday show, Derek in-house, uh, Brad Anderson in-house. We've got lots of things to get to today. We would be remiss, Derek, Brad, and I, obviously, if not what is on the mind. We originate from Fargo, North Dakota. That is where the studio is. Our station location is on 25th Street across from Big Top Bingo. And for anybody that had paid any attention to the incident on Friday, you would know that the the, uh, the the shooting and the tragedy that took place took place right outside our uh, radio property, right down the uh, the street, just uh, in the front uh, to the right. And I think Fargo Moorhead, this community, West Fargo, still trying to make sense today. And and uh, we'd be remiss, Derek and Brad, if we, we didn't. You know, you're trying to do sports. And that's our job. We'll kick it around. We'll talk a little. You know, certainly things that are happening and what's going on this week. And uh, we don't do that. But there is a, there is a, a Friday night at Newman Outdoor Field. I got into the clubhouse Friday uh, to do a pregame interview, and every one of these Red Hawks players and, and the guys that are from Puerto Rico and Venezuela and everything are just absolutely subdued in that clubhouse. And every one of them, and, and it was the topic of conversation there. There were questions on Saturday, the press conference that came out. We learned more. Uh, the grief. Uh, that is taking place certainly for Officer Jake Walline, 23 years old. You know, there, there's a tie there with Jake. He was an outstanding young athlete there at, at St. Michael Albertville. His coach Gerald Esler is a former Bishop Ryan standout, and and NDSU buys in the coach. I saw Jared made some comments about just the work ethic of of Jake Walline, and and the officers that were involved too that were in critically injured in stable condition. The bystander from Massachusetts that just moved to Fargo. Uh, the officer that uh, was able to end uh, the threat. I mean, it, it it was absolutely, you know, to Zach Robinson, what, what must he be going through in his family? All of these, it, it's amazing that, uh, that, 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 that this can happen in here. And, but you know what? It, 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 at times there's uh, it, it's happened all over the place and you just don't expect it to happen in your backyard. And literally here at our studio, in our front porch almost, right down the block yeah. here. So, uh, uh, Derek and Brad, uh, we'll talk with Slick Miller. Jeff Miller, you know, a former commander of the National Guard, his daughter wears the blue. Uh, I told uh, Jeff today, I said, if you can come on uh, a little bit later on in the show, I, I want to rise up for the blue, the men and women, and, and, and the fire department, all those that serve, that were on the scene, that try to make sense of this. Do we really know, uh, you know, these officers that, that go to work, that just arrive on a routine traffic accident, and that breaks out. So, so Jeff, I don't know if we're going to put things into perspective, but it'll certainly give us a, a, a thought about you know uh, those that are here uh, that protect it. So, if you uh, 
wave to a police officer today. Understand what, what's going on. And, and Derek and Brad, that was absolutely, and it still is, a numbing situation that happened Friday. Yeah, no doubt. Driving to work and seeing the memorial, it's just, you know, not even a block from here. It's it's really surreal when you drive by, coming to work on Saturday, knowing everything that happened, you know, Friday, my day off, and right. you know, just everything that took place. And I think for you and I, Raised girls are about the same age as yep. Jake Walline. I mean, that is, it, it's in you know, life's just starting and it just, it rips your heart out at 23 years old, only a th- few months on the force. It hits home for a lot of us, that is for sure. And something that was unthinkable in this, you know, area, just, you know, how many years ago is now, unfortunately, no doubt a reality. Yeah, we've had, uh, Officer Moshe, I mean, it's been a, a couple of years removed, you don't get over these things. I, the questions are many, and I, I think I had um, I had just left the studio around two and change. Brad, you probably were still here. I think. No, for, I, uh, I had uh, I had some place to be. Oh, and, sure. Uh, so I tried to get out of here early. So I two o'clock maybe. I yeah, I was gone. And then that incident was around. Uh, I sat at Newman Outdoor Field Friday, and 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 Amy Eiler, our colleague, whose husband works in in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a KFGO night at the ballpark. So yep. what happens on these nights, much like when it's fan night, you you know either throw out the first pitch or you have someone throw out the first pitch representing your station. And and Amy's son, uh, Bjorn, was throwing out the uh, the first pitch. And I looked down there and I thought, uh, I wonder what when you're married to someone that serves in law enforcement, and I could see it on her face. I, I could see the, uh, yeah. you know, Hey, what's what she must be what she must be going through married to law enforcement officer that, that understand but that's kind of what slick uh miller with jeff will, will talk to about uh today and, and his thoughts over there so i don't know for those information uh today i know in news and views with joel heitkamp you had really all the uh, the particulars today uh the the figureheads that uh, deal in in service and and in law enforcement and and fire and uh sheriff johnner i mean everybody on there and, and they're not, and I know from a public standpoint, you know, there there aren't, if you're looking for an answer, you know, you're just not going to get it. Right now, I think just keeping the, the families and those that have been uh, lost to us in, in, in Jake Walene's case and to Tyler Hawes and Andrew Dotas, the officers that were critically injured in stable condition, to Zach Robinson, who ended that threat, thank God. Me under that threat. Could you imagine if that it, what the what what more would have gone on? Thank God for Zach Robinson that ended that threat. And Dave uh, Zabolski, that's got to be that. Those aren't press conferences that you're, you know, there there are no right words. I thought he handled the press conference just extremely well, trying to it, you know, with with some sort of grace and understanding on Saturday. So I couldn't be more proud of of our people, Derek, uh, those leaders uh, that wear the blue or the fire department and, and their reaction. Yeah, it's always a tough situation when you can only give out so much information because you're yeah. still going through an investigation. You're still trying to fi- find out any right. type of motive or, what, or whatever. And so, you know, a lot of information kind of uh, is still vague, I think, to too many people. You know, they want more and more, want it mm-hmm. all. And we're kind of the... We're kind of the worst, own worst enemy sometimes. We want to know everything. We want to respect the law enforcement for doing what they have to do, too. So it's a little bit of a balance there. It's a little tough. I was just like you last night. I came into the station, and it's dark. You know, yep. the Red Ox play, and it's yep. like 10 o'clock at night. And I drive on, on and take Maine, and I take 25th. And it is. You look to the right here. And the memorial, I mean, the flowers there, even there's blue lights. I mean, it, at night, and I just, but it is. Brad just it was just I looked there and I'm just you get that you're you get a little numb 
feeling. It's yes. like just just it just happened and it, it's right here, right right there. Yeah, I mean so. that's I think that's a scary part for people is yeah. just up the street from where you work. I mean, you see it in other places and oh. I don't think we're I don't think we can be naive and to think that that can't happen here because it can happen here. Yeah. I mean, it, it just did. Yeah. And and as this town continues to grow, um, you know, more people, more problems. And I'll be and, honest with yeah. you, you know, I driving around now, you know, case in point. Earlier Friday, I was being tailgated by the roundabout heading into Moorhead. And there was a semi-truck in front a little while because so traffic is moving slowly. The Fargo Street Fair is going on. And there's a guy just riding my bumper, and I'm thinking, what purpose are you doing this? I can't advance any faster. You know, I can't go. Right. And I had to pause at the roundabout. Otherwise, I'd hit a car, you know, and the guy behind me is just riding, and he finally just zips around me. And, you know, the human instinct is to this and that and raise your hand here and show him and tell him, hey, slow, you know. But i got to be honest with you. Nowadays, I'll guarantee you people are probably thinking, I don't want to do anything. I, I right. can't. You know, there's Sorry. that. Yeah, yeah it's, that, it's that feeling. That in the wake of this has left it. So, uh, I, I, I certainly think a lot about what was going on in this town at that time, too. I mean, you mentioned you had a Red Hawks game. We had the Red River Valley Fair. We had fair. the Street Fair. We're know, in Clay County Fair. All the Clay County deputies yeah. obviously taking off from that yep. you know event going on because you know they always are willing to help come across the Red River sure. and do that. So it's you know really a surreal thing for We're, so many people knowing what you know a situation like that and you know if right where, where I was at. Um, I was had my writing hat on and I was at a baseball tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the uh, officer I, I believe he's a lieutenant for the Fargo uh, Fargo PD. Oh. He's involved with the Fargo PD. His kids playing baseball and he. Oh. His wife is filming the game, sitting next to me, and he says, "I got to get going. Something happened." Wow! Yeah, it's like I got to go. So, oof, it is. Um, was, uh, and, and I was like, "All right, what's going?" On? So I went and looked around, and there it was. And that was kind of the beginning of what we knew and what had happened. I think it was the story in the news was starting to come in, and kind of I just kind of moved moved my computer monitor over to her. I go, "I think was this it?" And she's like, ah, "I'm yeah. not sure." And I go, "That's exactly what it was." It, it uh, the phone lines at two three seven thirty seven sixty seven triple eight four five eight six nine two six. You can always text in at three five two seven zero. And I know that uh, that's why I'm uh, I'm looking forward to I guess our conversation with with uh, with Jeff Miller, former commander, and uh, who who it hits home when you have officers in your family and all that, and maybe. You know, he'll give a little more of a perspective on some of this. But uh, you're right, Brad. It, 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 it came out, and we were at Newman, and the players were even wondering. Mm-hmm. You know, the players have friends, some that uh, that are on law enforcement. And, and, and Kevin McGovern, by the way, has uh, his family, cousins, mm-hmm. friends, I'm not sure if it's brother or not, that are officers in Philadelphia. And I walked into the Fargo uh, clubhouse, uh, the Newman Outdoor Fair clubhouse, to do Chris's pregame. And I saw, this was Saturday, so it was right after the press conference, and which was about as emotional. I mean, I literally sat with a tear in my eye watching that press conference. Well, that video, I, was, and, I had and, to walk out of the room. Right. And see, I'm in the booth up in Newman, and I'm sure Dan Vaughn looked over, the announcer for Sioux City, like, what's with Jack? And, and, and like you, Derek, and, and Brad. And I went down, and Kevin McGovern is kind of kneeling, sitting by a wall, and uh, and Kevin, his relatives, his family, he's got relatives that police, I forget the district he said in Philly, but it's the kind of district where if you get a call as an officer, there's, it's not a light thing. There's, there's, it's going to be, a, it's one of the bad areas of Philadelphia. And Kevin says, I, I totally 
this is the feeling I get every time like my cousin takes a call from this district because there's there's play involved. But the kicker is on this one, it, it, it was an, a traffic accident. I think a lot of people were, the players were asking me, go, well, what was it a was it a traffic accident? Was he in the traffic? There was a lot of that going on. And I mean, in the wake of this, you're still wondering what, what was this, you know, just an evil act of lying in somewhat weight. Was it, you know, uh, uh, an, an evil act of opportunity of a, of a deranged, you know, someone that, that is got weapons and decided that on Friday afternoon, this is going to do so. Yeah, I get it. Uh, Brad and I and Derek understand. I know this is a, Sports program and all that, but uh, you'd be lying to say that the, the this area, and I guarantee you, the region, if not part of the nation, uh, the eyes are on Fargo of of, uh, of of some sort of making sense and healing. So that uh, that is that. So Jeff Miller will come up around the corner uh, to the sports world. The Twins got a sweep, guys, and and uh, we talked about before the All Star break and. I guess we can go to the phone line too, Brad. Do we have a, a caller? Well, we need a little. Uh, we need someone to talk some twins, and Paul's going to help us out. Here. Oh, Paul's uh, Paul wants to talk a little twins. Paul. Happy Monday, everybody! Hi, I Paul. have three things to say that I'm excited about this week. Okay. Uh, the, the twins uh, did really well. That's what I was excited about. Number two, I'm going to a twins game with my neighbor Tyler. Number three, I had to get my cleaning done before my case started. <laughs> so, <laughs> Paul's got a quite busy the, day. There you, you go. Where are you going, Paul? Saturday. Oh, so with I'm, my neighbor Tyler. See, I'm going Friday. Oh, you're hitting Friday. Yeah. That's the White Sox series, yeah, the right? White, yep, the White Sox series. Yep. How about you switch that game to Saturday? Then you could come. <laughs> I kind of want. I kind of wanted to go Saturday, but the people in my traveling party said Friday will work better. So. I'm uh, I'm just I'm just going along with the rest of the group. Was that a way? Was that way of saying in the midst of the the, the wife and the family? No, the other four were oh, going. The other with four. Her, okay. Yeah, yeah. You said you could come with me and my neighbor Tyler on Saturday. I, if I could, I might. But I but I Derek think could come and. That work. Sorry, I can't make it, Paul. Nope. I guess I'll probably be driving. I'll probably be driving back listening to uh, Corey and Danny on the way. Tell back. you what, Paul. You uh, you go have fun and, and enjoy that and have a memory for me, for Brad, and for Derek on Saturday. You go do and that for us. Do you want to ask Dick Bremer something for me tomorrow? What do you got? Have him eat two brats for me and uh, have him say hi to me on the air tomorrow night. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow night I'm sure that will be his first priority. Might be, might be. Well, <laughs> we'll Seattle. see. Yeah, that's that's right. Well, Paul, we we always love hearing your voice on a Monday on the recap. Too. Yeah, All right. thanks, Have Paul. A good one. All right, it's it does help when you play the A's and the uh, uh, Cleveland Guardians are playing, playing the Rangers. The Rangers. Yeah. That that, uh, that, that makes for a, a little... good weekend. Ooh, that was uh, that was the wonkiest three game sweep you're ever going to see. It's a... it's a team of. <laughs> That low a caliber. It's but, the old but they adage. But, it, they, but they all count. Right. It's the old adage of it's not necessarily who you play, it's how they're playing when you play them kind of deal. <laughs> no. You know, it's it's right. how the schedule matches up. So you nailed it. And now it's it's about separation. That but, is just a mess of a franchise. Yeah. Playing at a terrible ballpark Boy, and yeah, they just don't have the uh, terrible city and ugh. So how much longer are they gonna do this? I mean, you gotta th- I don't care if they're playing in the the minor league ballpark in Vegas next year, that would be a better alternative than what they than got the going Coliseum. on now, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, wouldn't they be better to, like, having a mixed schedule with the Giants next year and just, you know, like, where they play? When one's road, one's, yeah, you know, that exactly. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Almost mm-hmm. a Jets-Giants deal, at least until well, they I, figure it out. I can't imagine the Giants would 
they wouldn't want to do that. But, buy that, but no. I mean, they, they, I would say they would be better off barnstorming than they would be playing in the Coliseum. <laughs> right. I mean, I, honestly, I, I think they'd be better off playing in a minor league ballpark. By the way, to your point, 47 home games for the A's this year. And they've been under 10,000 in attendance 26 times. Right. Well, and I think they're even fudging the numbers on what's Probably there. Probably a little right. more of a... Like I mean, that. I was at a few Twins games in 2000. Uh, when I got down with my shift over at the uh, mm, Good Neighbor the downtown yeah. there. Yeah. And uh, when they would say there was 10,000, if there were five, it would be yep. a miracle. Uh, I mean, it looked like the bottom of a swimming pool. Actual bodies versus ticket sales or things. Yeah, you're right. That's, As Buck a, Buchanan's clean, hitting cleanup <laughs> quite for the 2000 <laughs> Twins. Ron Coomer, Ron Coomer was an all-star. Uh, but here's the deal. You don't, whether you beat a poor team or lose to a great team or yeah, beat a great no. team or lose to a count. Point, it's all the same in that yeah. win-loss. Texter says, meaningless series win by the Twins to beat the worst team Major League Baseball in Major League Baseball in the last 25 years. It's false hope. It, I don't know if it's false <laughs> well, hope. He's got to beat who's in front of you. I mean, you know. You just have to win. I, the, you got to win. I get I get the text, though, Brad, yeah. right, Derek? I understand oh, yeah. the text, but. They'll count. That's right. You've just got to you got to win. Remember like some of those years they won the division the Tigers were or the and or the Royals were terrible and they would just just beat oh, yeah, on them Gardy and win. beat up on the AL Central. Oh, they go 15 yeah. so, and 4 against new. the Tigers. I, I mean, they don't count. The texture here and I here's what I've gleaned probably from a lot of the base and we bring it up, you know, we have Dick Bremer on Tuesdays, we talk to Corey on Fridays. And, and we bring up the Twins, and we bring up postseason, and we bring up this. Even with the Wild, you know, over the years, we bring up this. Oh, yeah, they'll probably lose to the Blackhawks anyway. You know, we get this thing. So is it a question that, or is it how? That they win, or how they win? You know, and I think that has been no. a, a consistent thing brought up not only by that texter, but by most people. Yeah, that's for sure. You well, know? I mean, you just got to win the one that are in front of you. And that's all yep. you can only can, you can't make the schedule. It's like any football season, this type thing comes up. I got to be uh, taken off here. Yep. I got, I got our sister station tonight. I'm going to talk a little bit about this uh, quarterback series. It's on Netflix. I watched the first episode. I saw that. I did very interested. And so I know they've been talking about a lot on the you know, fan radio network. So it's interesting. So six 15, I'll chat about that. You're going to do a review. And then, so if I know, cause I got a big road trip coming up. Yeah, in a little while. I w- I'm not going to give any giveaways. I mean, we know how the football season went, but it is, I mean, whoever made this as lucky as you know what. Yeah. Because they got your Super Bowl winning quarterback, who is a mega star, right? Mm-hmm. Then you got your guy who's kind of been that, you know, Philip Rivers esque kind of guy. Good stats, but just can't win a lot of postseason. Right. Yep. And then you got a tr- guy who's trying to resurrect his career after his third. F- I mean, it is, they could have done it more perfectly. The concept is good. I just started Lillehammer, so I'm only I'm, I'm like well, six episodes yeah. in that, so that's a good. All right, thanks, Derek. Maybe we'll right. do it on Carson Wentz next. Yeah, <laughs> that, right. That would be a good good well, play. The uh, hopefully not in the XFL. The, uh, <laughs> well, there's that. The uh, Doc Phil coming up around the corner. Uh, Jeff Miller uh, Slick uh, joining us uh, too with his, his insight and thoughts on on obviously the 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 tragic incident uh, on Friday afternoon and the and the fallout from that. I have a lot uh, today, a Monday edition uh, Jack Michael show here on 740 the fan. Doctor doctor give me the news I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor? 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 Me. What's up, Jack? Doctor Phil. Johnson joining us on a roundtable as he does on, on Monday, Monday, uh, Monday edition of the uh, Jack Michael Show. Brad Anderson in studio with us today on a Monday. Doc, 
I obviously I would I normally ask you all the time how was your weekend, but I think everybody else in this area, it, it started off Friday with uh, just the uh, tough, tough, tragic uh, news that we all heard, and everybody's kind of in the wake of that. I guess Doc was is is trying to put make sense of and, and grieve for the community. So I'd imagine I'm, I want to ask you how your weekend was. Uh, you know, it, yeah, it didn't start off very well as you just. Uh, delineated and our prayers and thoughts go out to all those family members that have been involved for sure um uh, but boy yeah you wouldn't you would never think something like that happens in fargo huh well, yeah, yeah yeah it's it's yeah. it's in and the world we live in. and putting things into sense and i think as a community and as a radio station here that reaches the you know all over the midwest here and yeah i'm, I'm sure everybody's in the same <clears throat> boat today yeah. just trying to figure out uh uh, the whys and whos and what do we do now yep. kind of stuff on that. Now do we move forward? So we'll we'll move to, um, you know, here we are in July. And I know we normally have this conversation as we start approaching into August. Now we don't have to worry about a heat wave this week and exertion conversations as we always do, uh, heading into football camps and, and training camps and all that and then in the fall sports be getting on that. But there are things that I think that the uh, that the athletic uh, body can start preparing, yes or no, for for their upcoming yeah. seasons, right? Oh, absolutely. And next week looks awfully warm. Next week, statistically, is the warmest week of the summer. Always has been. Hmm. That last week of July is always in the 80s, lots of humidity, partly because the corn is starting to mature and all that stuff. Um, so you didn't think you'd get that agronomy report from me, did you? Yeah, I like that. You're hanging out with Dave DeCock or Tom Shemansky there for a second. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you know, but, but here's the other thing that we're going on. You know, a lot of these little camps have finished up now. And although some will try and go tie right into the fall, you know, season. So to kind of get that extra little boost of uh, being a little better shape when, when fall camp shows up. But having said that, you know, there still is time to kind of maximize your nutrition, maximize your, your your body from that standpoint without having to beat it up yet with all of the intense exercise and workouts and drills and things that are coming. So now is the time to, to really work slowly on getting that body to fine-tune it a little bit just from your flexibility standpoint, some strengthening, and uh, make sure the nutrition, I mean, the hydration and all of the nutrition that's so important with your vegetables and uh, and your fruits and, and getting your protein, you know, making sure you're getting at least 30, 40 milligrams or 30, 40 grams of protein a couple times a day if you're doing some heavy workouts to make sure that you're helping, you know, replace that within your muscular system so that you can kind of uh, continue to move forward. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's some things that, that, that people should look at. Uh, especially as with the upcoming fall seasons coming and with all that anticipation. And uh, I think if they do that, they'll, they'll put themselves in a good position. Uh, the uh, uh, I forget the year, and Brad, you might know this, where and, and Doc, you might, and, and it might be maybe a while ago. I can't remember the year, the, the two-a-days in, in NCAA. And maybe even they've put that law across uh, high school formats too because two-a-days were, you know, Phil, when you were playing football, you know, that was a normal thing, two days, you know. In fact, you probably had contact. Oh. Maybe maybe you had contact on both practices in some form or some exertion. But, oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. And, and I think that, that I think the NCAA, and Brad, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like it's been a 2017. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so. right. sounds about right. Yep. Um, were you on, uh, all on board with that, Doc? Absolutely not. I hated them. 
Yeah. But it was there was rite of passage, though. You know, in order to get to that next level, that's what had to be done. So you just buckled down and did it. And well, when they um, when they you know, when they put the kibosh, when they shut that down, though, you were like, yeah, okay, I can see why they shut this down, right? The two of these. Yeah, but I, why, why didn't you do it like twenty five years? Right, ago? right, right. <laughs> yeah, what did we learn in the, in right. what did we learn in a quarter century? That yeah. right. You put me through, put me all through those, and and we used to do that. We used to have the afternoon session in the hottest part of the day, right? Because that made that made us tougher. Yeah, because when when it got and to the game actually, and you were grinding, yeah. you're going to go back to those those. Dog days of two a days that you persevered, and now here you yep. are in the moment in football now, and you're persevering because you had the two a days. You know, right? Yeah, that was the mentality. Yeah, no, no, that that was that was the mantra. But you know, we now know otherwise that that was probably the worst time, and so things have really trans transpired to a more, uh, I want to say, intelligent situation. I mean, even some of the high schools now don't do two a days. They'll just do one days or they'll, they won't have contact in both. They'll do some walkthroughs and some conditioning, which, which is good. So they're doing it early in the morning, doing it in the evening when it's cooler. Um, and, and I think that's a really good thing, you know, and, and, and a lot of these things we learn by just doing, and, you know, the NCAA is always a little bit more reactive than they are proactive. Mm. And, so they were seen with their statistics because they do statistics on all the sports. And there's a big book that comes out every year about all the injuries and what different divisions, and how they happened and everything else, different sports. And so they started seeing, especially, you know, it, it came to light really with spring football, all of the severe injuries that they were having in spring football. And they started looking at it going, wow, we need to work on that. And so that's why they cut back a lot of the stuff with spring football. But then they started looking at the fall and seeing when a lot of these things happened and, with all of the dehydration issues and the heat stroke and, and everything, they go, okay, we need to work on that now too. So, you know, that's good. I mean, they look at it. There's sometimes they're about two years too late or whatever, but I mean, they're, they're getting there. And, and I think that in the long run, you know, there's, there's been a, a tremendous strides to make the, the sport, to make athletes and athletics safer. You know, I mean, it's a risk that you're taking with playing a lot of these sports, but you know, you can try and eliminate as much of the risk as possible. And I think that's where, where they're getting at with the hydration, with the nutrition, with the proper conditioning so that we don't overtax these individuals, get them into renal failure and rhabdomyolysis and all these things that are really kind of catastrophic things that can happen um, with these uh, two a day and these high intensity workouts in hot environments. We just had Brad Anderson was able to connect us uh, through a colleague uh, with a professor at NDSU. We just had him on last week while I was in in Lincoln. Doctor Brad uh, Strand, and he's uh, he's kinesiology yeah. right is his <laughs> kinesiology is his yep. bag. So uh, you folks that are yep. whether it be orthopedic surgeons like Doctor Phil Johnson or those that have that have pretty much uh, mastered and or spent their life studying. Uh, kinesiology and movement and muscle, all of that stuff. But he came out with his uh, his book, Practice Smarter, Think Faster, and Play Better. So back to your point, um, just through t- trial and error, and I get it, there's been exhaustion. There's been, unfortunately, deaths in, in sport uh, due to exhaustion in, in, in football and whatnot too, Doc. So, but, but over all these years and all your study, and, you know, and obviously Dr. Strand you know, almost uh, it helps coaches uh, with that, to to lay out a platform on how to be optimal in in their job, but it, it's taken this long, really, Doc, to 
to figure out over the years that that uh, there's a better way to do I, And I'll guarantee you, Doc, not everybody buys into that. I, I'm sure there's still old guard out there that, that are like, no, we're going harder. We're going twice as hard. Okay, we can't do an afternoon, two a day. Good. We'll do four times as hard today. That's right. There's probably some of that mentality still going on. You know, there is, but we're seeing less and less of that, Jack, because those people are retiring or have passed on. Uh, and, and so now that the, the, the young group that are coming up, they've been taught that, you know, when they went through college or when they participated in sports and then gravitated to their coaching situation, they understand that now and they see it because they've seen it firsthand. And so it's it's easier to convince them that, okay, this is the, really the way we should do it if we're trying to maximize the benefit for the athlete and not the coaching staff. Like, well, I want to do it in the afternoon because then we got all evening to look at tape and all this other stuff. No, I mean, you, you, you've got to you've got to be able to, to really do it in regards to maximizing them and get the most benefit for the athlete. Because let's face it, that's why we're all there. You know, it's the participants that, that allow us to be there on the sidelines and coach and take care of them or whatever. So we want to make sure that that asset is in as good a shape as possible uh, without increasing the risk uh, uh, for them. So I, I think that, you know, there still is a little bit of resistance sometimes, but I'm seeing less and less of it. I mean, I talk to the coaches, you know, not infrequently in, in some of their meetings that they have every year and just, you know, just kind of go through with them and, and try and do a little Socratic thing. Well, what are you doing at practice? You know, and it's like, okay, have you ever thought about doing it this way? And here's the reason why. And, and, and a lot of them are very receptive to that. They, you know, coaches inherently, they want to get better. They want to win and they want to be the best. But they want to do it safely too. I mean, if you really ask them. Um, I mean, they don't want to get themselves into a pickle and go, oh, why were you doing that? You know, that's stupid. You know, quit that. Sure. Um, no, they want to be the best, but they want to do it right. And, and I think the, that, that speaks for a lot of them. Uh, the ones that I've come across anyway. And so with te- with technology and with the science that we have now and, and all the things that we know, I think we're making it a safer environment uh, from a lot of different angles, and that's a good thing. The uh, last one I have for you, Doc, on this, Dr. Phil Johnson joining us, as he does every Monday, and hopefully we provide some info that you can kind of put in your, especially if you're a parent of an athlete or an athlete yourself, Where's the line, Doc, between, you ever hear that, oh, that's a good burn, like you you work out and you're like, yeah, yeah. I, something's happening here. I'm, I'm, I'm building up that muscle. That muscle's eating that fat. It's working. You know, where's the line between that and stressing some of your ligaments and various things where you're bringing it to the to the brink of almost too much? Where, where's the line there, Doc? Well, you know that, that everybody's different because pain is is such a specific thing for each individual. Um, you know, I always talk, talk to, to guys, I go, listen, you know, you want to kind of do some of these quad things and make it burn just a little bit, but not burn to the point where it's hanging around for hours or it's making you limp or it's making you dysfunctional. Um, because what that's telling you is that you've kind of gone over the limit. When you get the burn, what that burn means is that there's a little bit of pain substance in there because some of those muscle fibers have probably been stretched a little bit or maybe even torn a little bit. And that's how you're, you're working on trying to get some of the muscles stronger but you know obviously if you're doing things and then uh, the worst thing i hear is that well just run through it well no there's a reason why you get pain and you need to acknowledge that and and you need to understand okay there's good pains and there's bad pains and and the bad pains are the ones that okay you're starting to limp you're starting to change your biomechanics you're starting to change the way you walk which is going to throw everything else off if you're getting a little soreness in your muscles yeah that's that's normal and, and that that goes away very quickly uh, but that's one of those good pains. 
So, I mean, to try and differentiate, that's the easiest way I can tell you. It's, it's, it's a mild pain that goes away pretty quickly. The ones that hang around are not going away. Those are the bad ones. You've, you've over overstretched your threshold, and sometimes those need attention because a muscle has been damaged, whether it's been torn, partially torn, or you start to develop a little bit of a stress fracture in a bone somewhere. Um, yeah, those are those are probably the easiest way to explain that. You know, and a pain that goes away pretty quickly is a good pain. The pain that stays around good tip. is not going away because then you gotta you gotta have a check. Yeah, that's a good tip. Uh, right through. What do you got, B? Texter says, uh, please ask Doc about Buxton. How on earth is isn't he able to play left or right field a couple of times a week? Well. It's a loaded question. It is because I, I saw a tweet going, if if Byron Buxton is striking out every, what, three at-bats, I suppose, now he's up yeah, to. Yeah, he's maybe about 140 or something. Right in that area. Two, and, three weeks. and his body uh, is not being able to sustain playing in the field. I was going to say consistently. I guess I'll use the word at all, at all. apparently. Um, what do you what what do you do? And that's a... You got a lot tied up into that. So, yeah, that's a great question, Doc. I think that's a management question. No. No. <laughs> I mean, quite frankly, I mean, either you can go or you can't. And as, and I, I still, I'm going to, I'm going to beat this until I end up six feet under. I just think that some of these sports, it's, it's abuse what they do to put those guys through it all the time. There's, there's better ways to do this and get better results out of the players. And I'm going to be generic but, here, Doc, for a second. I want to be generic, yeah. and I know we're running out of time. Here, here's the injuries, basically, that, that Byron, at least the parts of his body that he's, that he's been injured. <clears throat> that we know of. That we know yeah. of. And this is just 23, yeah. back, ribs, leg. 22, hip, yeah. knee, knee, hip, knee. 21, hand, hip. Knee, hamstring, um, uh, uh, illness, uh, concussion, 20, left shoulder, yeah. left foot. I mean, I can go on. The list goes back, you know, to 218, yeah. going back to just migraines he, that Byron had to, had to work through. Into, yep. Uh, the, yep. But it, the list is, is, is five years long, Doc. So. And his body is wearing down, and it's showing that. You know, and, and that's, that's what happens, you know, when you get into some of these these elite level things and they just try and work through it, try and work through it and work through it. And they're, they're actually causing more problems. The big problem was his knee. Remember that took forever one to sort out, but two to try and get it better. And so when you start throwing one chain of the one link of the chain off, all of a sudden you're working on the sprocket and it starts to, you're going to almost pull the chain off the entire sprocket. So you've changed the whole mechanics. Um, and so that leads to, okay, he's, He's changing the way he runs or he stops or he rounds the base. Well, that throws more stress on the back. So it's just that never ending thing that you're chasing. It's I like think I'm hearing circle. the answer. I think I, I think I know I got to go. I think I'm hearing the answer in your voice I, and, and yeah. unf- to the texture's question. And it's unfortunate because yeah. everybody wants it, Buck it to do, be great. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is. And, and, and you just wonder what a year off and just really – working on science, trying to correct some of these things that are correctable. Would that be a good thing? Hmm. It, it might, um, but you don't know for sure because he's got a lot of issues. Um, but, you know, maybe they got to consider that. Um, yeah, just to the other it. thing that's yeah. at play here, well, the other thing that's at play here is that, okay, if he can't go, okay, who's going to determine what his disability is? 
you know, how do you grade that and right. go through all that process? Oh, my and goodness. So it's, there's a lot of questions, but I think the reality is is that, you know, the guy's body is slowly wearing out. I mean, let's be honest, and, and it does. It's some people, that happens, and and he's a you know, prime example. But it's but it's a difficult situation because there's a lot of money involved. There's a lot of issues without with, question. You know, with the team and league and disability oh. and all these other things you got to sort through. So yeah, without question, it's not that easy. It is a good doc. As always, uh, thanks for the conversation. I uh, appreciate having you on, and uh, we'll chat again soon. Thanks, doc. Have a good day. All right, guys. Have a good week. Talk to you next you week. Bet. Dr. Phil Johnson joining us, orthopedic surgeon. I always jumps into the roundtable on Monday. We like to see that. Uh, Jeff Miller. Uh, some of you might know Jeff Slick as coach. You know, maybe a referee. <laughs> maybe those of you who served with him in the National Guard. He was a commander of that. Uh, uh, puts his insight into uh, raising up the blue uh, today on the Jack Michael Show. That's next on 740 The Fan. It's the Monday after the Friday, Saturday, Sunday on the Jack Michael Show today in this uh, this community gripped uh, with the news Friday, and, and here it is Monday, and I'm sure still on, on, on so many people's minds, as we said on the open, if you missed the open of the show, uh, where our station is located is is right, you know, steps away from the incident that took place on Friday, and, and uh, you know, every, you know, I was down the, down the hall, and, and our colleague Joel Heidkamp on News and Views uh, with having uh, Sheriff Johnner on, with having uh, Police Chief Zavolsky on today, and 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 those representing the, the, the fire department, those on the scene, those paramedics that were on, and you're trying to make sense of of the incident on Friday. And even though this is a sports show, uh, you know, I I I, I, and I looked at Brad today. And I said we 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 need to raise up the blue today. We need to you know wonder you know what these men and women do for a living for your community for it to be safe. And the, and the first guy that came into my mind. Was uh, was Jeff Miller, our friend? You know, we talk about a, a man that has spent his life uh, serving, and and uh, having two daughters that are both officers that he's very proud of and should be very proud of. I know with with Betsy on and uh, the canine unit in Fargo PD, and Aaron in in Roseville in Minnesota, and, and I thought, you know, normally Jeff, we'd bring you on and we'd probably be talking about baseball and things of that nature with all your commitment uh, to that sport, but today. It's really about raising up uh, the blue and, and being there in this community for those that that civilians like us, Jeff, don't understand. You know, I don't think fully what that job entails. So, Jeff, I know it's a somber, uh, certainly day to day after the incidents uh, this past weekend. But uh, uh, hopefully, uh, are you, are you, how are you doing today, uh, Slick? Well, you know. We're getting through it, Jack. Uh, I get emotional just thinking of it. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, Betsy. Betsy was part of it, and yep. uh, you know, she uh, she was on scene. She did all she could and continued working like a professional, like all the uh, Fargo PD are doing. And uh, you know, we're so thankful that uh, the uh, community has stepped forward, law enforcement community, to. Uh, take the streets of Fargo so those officers, all the team in Fargo PD can take a break and uh, mourn and, you know, have time that they need to get better and uh, to grieve this loss and to support their fellow officers who are uh, recovering in the hospital. 
and to support each other, you know, as they grieve. Um, it's tough. I mean, I, as a parent, I get a hug Betsy. I get a hug Aaron. Yeah. You know, there's a, a set of parents that don't get a hug their son Jake anymore. So, you know, and we're very grateful and thankful. And uh, we pray for the family of Jake Walline and, you know, as they grieve the loss of their son, who was a tremendous officer in field training for Fargo PD, who was a friend of many's uh, in the PD family. And uh, it's just, it's very heartbreaking. It's very tragic that we have this unconscionable act happen in the community of Fargo-Moorhead and West Fargo and Dilworth. It's it's very, very disturbing and heartbreaking. I can't even. Sure. I, I, Sorry, I, not emotional. No, there, please, but. no, no. This is the place to be. Hey, let it let it go today. That that this is a place to do that. There's no question about that. Because that was going to be my next question. You know, Brad and I are both parents. I I can't even imagine yeah. a a even if you don't have a son or daughter that is on the force. I'll guarantee you every parent saw uh, Officer Welling, 23 years old, 23 years old. I mean, these got your whole life to, life in front yeah. of us. And, and to Officer Dotus and Officer Hawes, critically injured, stable condition. Mm-hmm. Officer Robinson, Robinson, who ended that threat, thank God, as I said earlier, that yeah. ended that threat. Yeah. To, to those, And then those officers like, like Betsy, like your daughter that's on the scene. We can't, I don't think we can fully fathom if you have a child or you yourself uh, are involved in that line of profession and and something that i heard um uh, uh chief zabolski say today on news and views on kfgo and he was talking with with jake's dad and you can only as you just stated jeff you can only imagine oh. the, the grief that is going on and uh jake Wallin's father had told zabolski said you know what had i told Jake, that he was going to be shot going to work tomorrow, he still would have gone to work. And boy, did that, yep. did that, put, that, that's just, uh, that put things into perspective. But that's what the people yeah, do. That's sure what does. they do, doesn't it? Everyone who puts that badge on feels that way. They know they put the risk of their life on the line for the community that they're representing and serving. And uh, it's, uh, it's a tremendous, tremendous honor to have. Our girls do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there see, concern ever? I'm Jeff, walking when you I'm, no, I'm that's walking okay. when yeah. you call. So. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, and and I know it that, a little windy. Yeah, and, and I know we're kind of putting this into in a somewhat. We're not going to understand the reasons here uh, why right this happened, but, uh, but but you know you know Jack every every night our girls or every day our girls go to work, yeah. and I think every parent of law enforcement does as you say a little prayer. You know that. Uh, yeah. The good Lord will take care of it. Yep. And uh, you know, like Renette and I have said, it's it's our daughter's calling. God has called them to do this to right. be the servants to protect His world against evil, such as we had happened in Fargo. You know, all law enforcement. Our belief is the good Lord has called them to do this, and uh, you know that's what we rely on our faith, and uh, that. You know they're they're going to be protected. This and, is uh, if something something unconscionable happens, their du- their duty is done on earth and are going home. They're in the watch, and that that is uh, those three words. Man, those those three words at end of watch. But you're right. It it it. it yeah. I, I guarantee if 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 Brad and I sat and 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 chatted with your daughters, 
their response would be the same as your response was just now. Uh, Jake Wallin's father, mm-hmm. uh, with his comments going on, and it's uh, it's great to think. What can we do, Jeff? What can we wave to a police officer? How, how do we, as a community, uh, kind of raise the blue up and 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 tell them we're with them? Uh, how do we do that? How do we, you know? I know that there'll be GoFundMe's and and various uh, maybe areas that we can financially you know, help those families that are grieving right, and, right. and the officers that are injured. And even Zach Robinson, talk about, he, that's, the, the, think of the mental aspect that, yes, he's a hero. He ended that threat. Uh, but, you know, he, he goes to bed at night, too, with that on his mind as well. So what can we do as a community, Jeff, in your estimation? Well, the first thing the community, and I know a lot has happened, is raise them up in prayer. Uh, have the good Lord watch over them. Yep. Uh, the second thing is just wave to them. You know, we had we had dinner with the girls last night. Aaron came up to spend uh, a couple oh. nights with Betsy, oh. and uh, you know, support her. And sure. you know, the Roseville chief told Aaron, "You got to go." Yeah, yeah, that's a sisterhood and brotherhood right there, right? That's yeah. and then for you, yeah. uh, it literally is a sisterhood. Obviously, yeah, yeah, and uh, but you know, like I told Betsy last night at dinner, I said. The community is going to be honking at you, waving at you, and you got to respond to that. You know, law enforcement officers—they're pretty humble people, Jack. Yeah. yeah, they go they go out, they do their job, service to the community—that's number one—and they go home. They want to go home, and they don't want recognition. You know, they don't want the "I'm the hero." They're the most humble people you ever find. Yeah, and. Uh, but, you know, I know uh, a lot of community has given to the officers already with food and donations at the PD where I guess they're overwhelmed by that. And uh, it's just, you know, give to the – there's a – I forget the name of it. I apologize. I'll send it to you in a link. Sure. But it's a, it's a, a fund – not a GoFundMe. It's a different one. That supports all four officers, not just the one, uh, you know, certain officer, which I think is important. Is that the Leadership so, Care uh, Fund, Jeff? Yeah, I think that's The it. Leadership yeah. Care Fund? Okay, you can Google that, folks, for, for more information. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can give financially to that to help the families of Jake and also to assist with the families of uh, the two officers who are still in the hospital and of course, of uh, Officer Robertson. So yeah, it is. Um, uh, uh, it 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 hits uh, it 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 hit hit home. Obviously, you I you know just because I know we're friends and have been for quite some time. Yeah. And, and and you, uh, I thought, boy, I I can only imagine what uh, what you're going through. What uh, what obviously Officer Walene's family is going through. But having it so close to home on that, I do know this that you have some strong girls, and it is a. It is a community. It is a selfless uh, profession. You know, they're certainly not in it to make millions of dollars. They're just there to serve their community and uh, do what's right yeah. to, to keep the area safe. Well, uh, yeah. and just uh, another quick story about our girls. After the George Floyd incident and, you know, how everything went down there. Sure. We we asked the girls, are you sure you want to continue in this profession? And they both said, what did you tell us growing up? You taught us do what you love, and we love this, hmm. you know. And you can 
you can say that for all law enforcement. They love what they do. And one one other thing, Jack. Yes, sir. Is I am so impressed with the chief of Fargo and his leadership oh. team, and oh. the mayor of Fargo and their response. I mean, Fargo PD has a great leadership team. Chief Zabeski is one of the best leaders I've seen. He is just with his team. And uh, I'm not knocking any other chiefs in no, the area. I'm no. not knocking any other chiefs before Chief Lebeski. But Fargo should be proud of what they got, not only in their leadership team, but also the officers who patrol the streets protecting them every day. Shook his hand this morning, and um, all I was thinking about how he 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 tried, you know, because the community was looking at him uh, during that press conference and it needed to be put in, in his tempo. His his genuine words were just at least what we needed for that moment, and and you're right, yep. certainly uh, second that. Uh, hug those girls for us, uh, Jeff. I know that, and and thank them for their service. Uh, and and down the line, uh, you know, obviously we could continue to to raise the blue and 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 be there for our men and women in law enforcement as we move forward from this and thank them every chance we get. And eventually we'll also be able to bring you on and talk about baseball too someday too. But uh, uh, prayers to you and your family, to those officers, uh, Slick, and uh, and uh, thank you on very short notice, by the way, coming on today. You know I appreciate that, buddy. Uh, any Anything for you, Jack. We're great friends and uh, appreciate all the coverage that uh, KFGO has given this weekend, but you do for our family of blues. So thanks, Jack. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Miller joining us today on the uh, Jack Michael Show here on 740 The Fan. That, by the way, and Brett, I know you've known Jeff for a while, is is a, you can tell how big his heart is and how much, you know, and, and not having just one but two daughters, daughters in law enforcement and one on the canine unit here who obviously was on a on the scene as well. Yeah, it's, uh, you just, it's just yeah, he's kind of said it's kind of in the Lord's hands a lot of this That's time. Right. I mean, just, you know. That's their calling. Yep. That's, and and that's what they that, do. That's where their heart is. So, got to let them do it. Driving around today, wave. At the very least, uh, give a wave. And that, like Jeff said to his daughter, said when people wave at you, that's their way of saying thank you. So, if that's the uh, if that's what it is today only, that's good enough uh, today just for a thank you. Uh, thanks Doc Phil for joining us uh, today. Obviously to to Jeff Miller, I appreciate that uh, this afternoon. Uh, Dick Bremer Coming up tomorrow, no Red Hawks tonight, no Red Hawks tomorrow, no Red Hawks tomorrow. All-Star game is tomorrow. Twins in Seattle on KFGO tonight. First pitch at 840. Stick around. Uh, K-Fan coming up next.